The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I dimension the machine. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mention the Machine podcast. This is episode 24. It is our Black Friday special. Ooh, spooky. So first things first. <laughs> Thanksgiving is over. Yes, it is. What, are, what self-help things are you thankful for? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm helpful that I'm thankful that the whole genre exists because it means that you have shortcuts to solving problems in your life and not having to figure everything out yourself. Nice. I want to steal that, but I can't because you just said it. <laughs> Put it on your next podcast. I am thankful for all the different people out there who have struggled and documented it and showed you the way and how it can be improved. That's what I just said. <laughs> oh, you said the genre, but I'm saying like the people that actually did the work and then wrote it down. Uh huh. Like, for example, the one guy for the Habits thing, he talked about how he was a baseball player and he basically got taken out of the game. And then he realized, like, what do I do with my life? Mm-hmm. And he figured out about habits and whatnot, and he started researching it and wrote a book. Like, Tim Ferriss is like, I'm going to start making supplements and do all this crazy shit. I'm going to document everything I do. <laughs> that way I can help these people do shit. Like, the, in the, the actual people that have done, like, shit, and then, like, a lot of people have done shit, but not a lot of people tell you about the shit they've done. And that's kind of, I think... That's where the internet started was people were telling you what they were doing. That's how blogs were. And then blogs went away for whatever reason. And now... Now it's YouTube. Yeah, it's, yeah if, if, if even. I mean, most, most of the people on that are doing nothing to, to tell you how to do anything. But. Exactly. So the real topic for today... Ooh, topic. I was talking to my buddy in, the, in Brazil. He's, he's had a rough life. He's gone through some stuff. And we've been going back and forth about stoicism and different stuff. Is he a podcast listener? Well, he's listened to the one episode. I don't know if he's listened to more of them. We'll find out after this one. <laughs> so he said to me the other night, because we were going back and forth about it, like I told him last night, because I was, I was kind of, I was thinking about the, like everything going on in my life and how I have certain people in my life that I'm thankful for. And I was like, that dude has showed me like what third world countries are doing and like the difference between America and what we do. Like he wants a bike and it's like a thousand dollars to get a decent bike over there. Hmm. Like US dollars. And that's like five years' salary for them out over there. Wow. Like, he's been telling me about all the, all this shit that they go through and, like, what, the, what happens, what's different stuff. So, this is a snippet we were talking about last night. He, he calls it being used to do good without realizing you're being used. Mm. So, he said, sometimes, just sometimes, I believe in this thing called being used without realizing you're being used. But unlike the human form to use someone, when you're a tool in the hands of someone or something greater, it doesn't feel bad or even wrong to be used. I mean, look at how many times your knowledge, kindness, and times we use, we were, um, times were used, and as you were used yourself to help others, me included. Some people may argue that if it, if it weren't something else, wait, if it weren't you, someone else would do it. Maybe, but how many times... But how much time would people like me waste and suffer while we wait for people like you? And how rare is it for someone like you to show up? Hmm. So, like, I think of the whole, like, being used, like, like, when you think, like, I know what he's trying to say is, like, basically, like, you don't realize you're doing good sometimes when you're doing good. Like, he was having a rough time with some stuff, and, like, 
I reached out, I'm like, hey, are you okay? Da, da, da. I'm like, you shouldn't let people treat you that way. He's like, you know, you're right. And like, he's still, he actually told me, like, there's a couple times, like, I thought about ending it, but I thought about what you said. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, don't end it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I think about the idea of things like suicide, for instance, just since you mentioned that, and how there can be like a figurative suicide you can like say okay that version of me is over now so Mm -hmm. now i'm going to start from here on i'm going to treat myself as this other person this is different life Mm -hmm. and it's like a weird weird way to think about things like that but my friend uh got divorced a few years ago i think seven or eight years ago and we made the joke he's like yeah i'm version 2.0 now and i'm doing this and that (laughs) and they got married he's like i'm with the 3.0 so then he asked me a while ago, what version are you on? I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> At least seven or eight by now. <laughs> I just wish there was the ability to reboot and start from the scratch. Yeah. At least physically, I'd, I'd like to not have all the injuries and aches yeah. and pains and shit. Well, if you, if you had enough money to get stem cells. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, the idea of being being used by something greater. I mean, I think about the, that quote where if you don't have a plan, you become a part of someone else's plan. Mm-hmm. And that may or may not be a good thing. Usually it's a bad thing because it's kind of, you become the tool for their ambition versus your own. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, we've been doing this weightlifting thing and all these other challenges and stuff, and I tell people this, like, like you motivate me to go work out, you motivate me to do this. I'm like, how did I motivate you to do something? I'm doing something because <laughs> I want to. Now I'm like, oh, Joel's doing I should do. I'm like, <laughs> how is that, why is that a thing? Uh, well, sometimes it got me out of bed in the morning. Uh, I'm Joel's going to fucking do this. I got to do it. <laughs> I think I put out the challenge. So, well, it's like the, the, that whole thirty-day garage thing. Like, I'm like I can't quit. I start this shit. I'm like, I can't quit because Junior, you started. You just doing. I gotta do it. <laughs> exactly. That's how it works. It's a positive feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And that that's always good because <clears throat> that's the the thought that that the ability to quit is definitely in there. Yeah, like I keep thinking what they talk about how like. You need to surround yourself with people who are better than you so you become better instead of surrounding people who are less than you because then you just sink to their level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the, the five, you're the, the result of your five closest people or whatever. So mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to find five better people. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it's tricky though because, you know, sometimes you like those people but you just don't make them as tight of your inner circle, I guess. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was helping my dad with the roof. It had a, there was a leak, so we put some plywood up and some tarp and a tarp to like have it, have it survive the winter. And like I went to get on the ladder at one point, and like the ladder kind of shaked for a second. I kind of got a, a tinge of fear. I'm like, why are you scared of this ladder? You've been up and down the ladder a thousand times. <laughs> you know what to do. Put your feet here. Be this. You're fine. And the second time I went to go to the ladder, I'm like, okay, let's just be more careful this time. See what happens. Mm. And the ladder was fine. I'm like, but a lot of people are like, oh, I gotta quit. I, I just gotta quit. <laughs> I, I I think about the since since I'm in my 40s, it's that uh that idea when you get like a sharp pain or something in some part of your body, like your your like your chest or something. You're like, oh, is this the one? <laughs> is this the one that takes me out? Well, I remember when I worked the school district. This one physical trainer was telling me, well, if you ever think you have a heart attack, just start moving your arms around to see if it's a muscle soreness or if actually hard. If it doesn't stop when you move your arms a certain way, you're probably having a heart attack. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> yeah. Self-development is fun. Um, sometimes I wish I could get off the wheel of it just because I feel like it's a never-ending cycle, but I guess that's that's life. Mm-hmm. Whether you want it to be or not, you're going to... Well, you got two options. 
either get in the wheel of self-improvement, make yourself better, or you get in the wheel of, I'm not going to bother doing anything, and you just slowly deteriorate worse and worse. And then people at the same age as you are, are doing better than you are. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're in a wheelchair. Next thing you know, you're in a bed. And then you're wearing a diaper. And now you got to have something to feed you. Yeah. My, my buddy, he said, uh, he had a great quote. He said, there's only one way to coast in life. You can only coast downhill. You can't coast uphill. You can't coast at the same level. You, you're you going downhill if you're coasting. Mm. That's a great quote. Yeah, I think there's the hardest part about the self-development thing is to avoid the comparison trap of comparing yourself with other people constantly, especially with social media and everything. Well, thanks to my co-worker, I've got to keep reminding him, you don't compare yourself with other people. You only compare yourself with yourself. Mm-hmm. And like because I've said that many times to him, I catch myself, I'm like, why are you doing this? Get <laughs> 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, the one day we were doing that 30-day garage day thing, and I'm laying on the floor going, why are you doing this? I'm like, well, technically, you only know three other people who could are capable of trying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, you, if you're not every once in a while laying on the floor wondering why you're doing something, you're not, you're not trying hard enough in life. So there should be shit that scares the hell out of you sometimes. <laughs> I was reading this website the other night about INTP. It's a personality uh, classification for Myers-Briggs. And I remember years ago I found this website. The guy explained the INTP experience. And he was talking about how, like, basically people who are INTP, they start with an empty encyclopedia. And all they want to do is fill it full of information. And they want to show it to other people. But the problem is, that Charlie Day meme with all the string, <laughs> that's how it's connected in the book. But to you, it's like, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> well, he's talking about one of the, biggest, the greatest tools is analysis and writing things down and figuring it out. He's the blind side is when it doesn't work, you keep using the tool over and over again. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like when you take a sniper shooting, you, you see a target, you shoot the target, you miss. Okay, maybe I didn't excel properly. You shoot again, you miss. Okay, well, maybe I didn't account for this. And it, actually, it's you. It's not anything else you're doing. It's you is the reason it's not working. Mm. It talks about taking a step back and like rethinking what's going on to see why isn't it not working. That's called detachment. That's a jocko. Detach. Step, mm-hmm. step away from the battlefield. Well, it was funny because I was going like I, I spent two hours last night reading this this, this website because like it was that rabbit hole. And he talks about like tools they use when you get overwhelmed. And like he loved analogies like pretend you're Gandalf. You put your hands out, and this, five, this 15-foot bear bubble goes around you, and nothing can get in. <laughs> there was a thing from back when, uh, before Star Wars became Disneyfied. There was a uh, something that the, the Sith could use. It was called a bubble of evil. Mm-hmm. And it was like they basically had like a thing around them. It was like a field that kept people and insects and everything else away from them because it made the, them nauseous if they came too close. Mm-hmm. It's like, I always thought that would be cool to have just because... <laughs> That was when I was working downtown all the time, and I have to walk through crowds of people. And mm. I was like, just have a bubble of evil would be great. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm reading uh, *Sapiens*. I forget the name of the author, but it's like a, a history of humans, and he talks about the how we have society, how we have societies, and uh, so do chimps and everything else. Like so do our 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 cousins, I guess, in the nature world. And one of the things that make us different from them is because when we get to, like, they get to groups of, like, 50 or so, and then they start to fall apart. They can't, mm-hmm. they start splitting off into a separate separate group, a separate little uh, 
tribe or whatever, which is what we've talked about before where, you know, there's humans only get to so far of a point before they start being annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think the limit for humans is like 150 is what they yep. said. But <clears throat> one of the things that made us get past that is the fact that we have myths. So a myth is something that we can believe in bigger than ourselves that allows us to come together. Like you can put two different groups of Catholics together and because they have the same myth, mm-hmm. they can get along. Yeah. But you take that myth away and then it's just two groups of people that they're going to start falling apart. Mm-hmm. That I, was interesting. I saw a meme the other day. It was like, all this Ford versus Chevy and Dodge versus Chevy and Dodge versus Ford and all this stuff. Let's all agree. We all hate electric cars. Let's just band together against electric cars. Yeah. Fucking... I just can't see them being very... They're viable for the city. They're not viable for the country. Right. But they're also... They're, they're too quiet. So it's, I imagine that there's going to be more pedestrians hit by them. I think more Batmans will happen. Batmans? Mm-hmm. With the jet engine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What is it they call the, uh, the, big, the big hillbilly trucks? They call them coal rollers or rolling, something? Like? Rolling coal. Rolling coal, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's very interesting when I like you step back because like I look at I look at my life. I'm living in a nice little bubble. Like I make enough money that like I can go out and just spend spend money. And, like if I act like a decent human being, I have enough money to cover my bills and doing a little fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And like there's people out there who can't afford groceries. I've got a deep freeze full of food, and it's like if I got if I got stuck at home for a, a week or two, I'd have enough food for two weeks at least. Solid. Yeah, gratitude's a big thing that um, I know there's a big push in the self-development community that people need to... One of the reasons people have depression is because they're not grateful for the things they have. Mm-hmm. They, they're, again, they're in the comparison trap. They're comparing themselves to mm-hmm. other people and other places and thinking about the things they don't have and not the things they do have. And it's... For the vast majority of us, I think we're, we're in an insanely good place. I mean... We all want to be millionaires and everything else, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like... Nope. (laughs) But at the same time, yeah, Joel's Joel's kidding. He wants to be a millionaire. Nope, more money, more problems. Yeah, right. More more money, same problems, just amplified. Uh, But yeah, the vast majority of it's such a good place because you can just go to the store and pick up your food if you need to. You don't have to go hunting for it. You don't have to kill it. You don't have to... Grow it. Grow it and wait for that. And It's just kind of ridiculous. You turn on the light and... It's on, and there's electricity, mm-hmm. and you don't. Know. It's it's hard to it's hard to stay in that mindset though, because I get I get down and I get depressed, and I think about that stuff too. And it's like for the vast majority of it's like my life is it's like yours. Like I my bills are paid. There's food. I have enough toys to play around with, but it's like, do I have the extra money to do X? And it's like, well, is X really that important? Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I was at my parents on Thanksgiving Day and. Of course, I just cranking the news up, and they're like, "You can't go to the grocery store without getting shot. You can't go to the movies without getting shot." I'm like, "I just stay home and I'm okay." Like, yeah, I mean, it's this, this shooting thing is it's weird, and, uh, but the I think the news is the reason why the shooting thing is happening. Mm-hmm. I think them giving those people attention is kind of what they want. Exactly. Um, Jesse Robert Young does a lot of political stuff. And I think I forget what what attack it was or some shooting. I'm not gonna say the guy's name. Like mm-hmm. I'm not giving him credit. Like yeah. he's not getting any airtime from me. Yeah, just call him a number. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they started calling him numbers, because I think that was like the 600th mass shooting in the United States, so they just mm-hmm. started giving. Well, even then, that'd probably be bad because then they'd probably start thinking it's a score. 
I don't know. It's weird though. I, I think, just I just think we need more guns. If everyone had a gun, everyone would be a lot a lot nicer. <laughs> like Texas. <laughs> well, it's like that uh, the movie Hot Fuzz. Everyone their bombs packing. What do you mean? Everyone's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that uh, that the citizens of the United States, just the citizens, have more guns than any other country's military. <coughs> just our citizens do. Mm-hmm. It's it's something ridiculous. It's it's insane. But none of them are taken out of the store except for the one crazy person. Yeah, like, I go into Whole Foods the other day, and, like, they got a sign that says, like, weapons-free zone. It's like, okay, well, that means, that just tells me that if the person that does come in there with a gun to shoot up the place, nobody else has a gun. That means you're not allowed in Whole Foods. What's that? That means you're not allowed in Whole, Whole Foods. <laughs> exactly. You take jiu-jitsu. So you're a weapon. <laughs> Amongst other things. <clears throat> But I can also run, so I'm not getting into the fight unless I need to. Yeah. Cord is rubbing the microphone. How about that? Much better. I put it on the wrong side, I guess. Yes, you did. Ooh. Terrible, terrible. What are you looking forward to this holiday season? Um. I don't know. Like, the, the pro- I, I get annoyed by the holiday season every year. So do I. And it's... I, I don't know what it is. It's, I know exactly what it is. What is it? My problem with the holiday season <laughs> is that the holiday season is supposed to be about friends and family mm-hmm. getting together. It's it's the um, the hair clip and the watch and the watch story. The gift is it the gift of the magi? I don't know. The guy the guy wants to buy his wife these hair combs, so she he goes out and sells his, his pocket watch to buy the hair combs. His wife wants to buy him this nice chain for his watch, so she cuts her hair off. To, to buy the thing. Uh, <laughs> they give each other gifts and they can't use them because they gave away what was most important to them. Hmm. But the point is, though, it was like, you didn't have to do that. Just being together is good enough. Yeah. But I d- because of media and, and society and Instagram and social media, it's like, oh, well, my kid got 20 gifts and my kid got an Xbox, Xbox 7252. It's like all that shit clouds everyone's judgment. They go do the dumbest shit for their families. That the families they don't even need. Yeah, like there was posts going out today about people that uh, they were looking forward to seeing the fights happening at Best Buy for mm-hmm. Black Friday. And I'm like, what is at Best Buy that you need on Black Friday? Like, do you need another TV that bad? Like, is the deal that good? Like, I don't need another TV. No. Well, the other thing, too, is like they jack the prices up and they give you a discount. My mom was just talking about that yesterday. She's like, yeah, Joanne Fabrics giving you a 30% off discount, but they upped the price by 30%. So it's the same price you're paying before. <laughs> Somebody, somebody had a good point. They said, I don't, I don't want Black Friday deals from from uh, Best Buy and places like that. I want Black Friday deals from the grocery store. Like, uh-huh. can I get a, a creamer for 30 cents? Can I get like steaks? I, I used to go to Staples all the time for their Black Friday deals to get, get stuff. And they sell some monitors for $99. It's like 24-inch, 27-inch monitor. 1080p, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's like five, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Not a deal. <laughs> no. Not at all. No, I think the holiday thing, it's its just tricky because it is that, like, uh, the commercialism, I think, is, is terrible. Exactly. The commercialism is terrible, but then, like, you watch the movies, and the movies always have the same message, how the commercialism is terrible, and it's like, but mm-hmm. the people in the movies always have, like, the super rich house and, like, mm-hmm. all the presents under the tree anyway, and it's mm-hmm. like... Like, I've worked really hard the past 10 years to not do gift exchanges with my friends for the holidays. <laughs> it's like, why we're adults? Why do we need to do this? Uh-huh. If I want something, I'll go get it. 
that, that was the hard part with Mar and I with with giving it and gifts for each other. That's why we finally like kind of quit doing it. It's like we have disposable income to a certain degree, so it's like if I want something, I'll buy it. If I didn't buy it for myself, then it's probably either too expensive or I really didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't get it. Then, like I just bought myself a power recliner. It's like a home theater type chair, and like. I've been eyeing enough for like two weeks. So I'm like, I want to get one, but I didn't know what I wanted. So on the Paul's Furniture, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. I can afford this. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been meaning to get two of those for the third floor so I can sit there and have like movie night up there. But just haven't done it. Because so, it's not that important to me. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have the time to sit down and watch movies all the time. So. Like my dad got an old like, you, you bought a chair? I'm like, yeah, I bought a power recliner. I thought you bought a couch. Why did I buy a couch? I don't have any people in my house. <laughs> Why do I need a couch? <laughs> I got weights. I don't need a couch. <laughs> I got two weight benches people can sit on. I can sit in my power recliner. We're all good. <laughs> You're turning into the 20-year-old Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He said you knew when he was in his 20s, people would come over at his house and there was nowhere for anybody to sit. It was all just exercise equipment <laughs> in his house. <laughs> couple milk crates and you're good yep and like this other thing we we're talking on the way back from lunch today the um the meme with the guy with the lawn chair and the milk crates and the big tv and the console mm-hmm. and the girl going oh you, you, this is all this is this what makes you happy I'm like yeah. yeah like it's all i need yeah like how guys live like this and they think it's perfectly fine it's like why isn't it fine like mm-hmm. he's got a chair he's got a roof over his head and he's got what he wants it's no, he doesn't have enough live, laugh, love fucking artwork on the wall. Mm-hmm. And fucking. Well, I saw another meme on Instagram the other day. This girl was talking about, like, do you live in one of these houses where everything's white? And, like, your your husband can't put anything anywhere because it, ru- it ruins your feng shui or some shit? <laughs> it was like he's, like, he's got one little room. He's got, like, a poster. That can't go. Like, it should all be white and don't have anything out. I'm like... That's not the way to live. No. And that's, that's when, like, the, the myth of, like, the man cave started popping up. Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, he has to have his little space. And then she had to have an extra little space, so she had the she shed. And mm-hmm. it's like, fucking go to hell. Like, <laughs> fucking tell me I can't touch things and rearrange things in my own house. It's supposed to be an equal sharing relationship. Mm-hmm. You both get to be miserable. Move on. <laughs> I might be a little better, but we'll move on. <laughs> Just a little bit. All jokes aside, happy Black Friday, happy holidays, and all that stuff. Whatever you celebrate and don't celebrate. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I, I like the season because it's, the message of the season is good, I think. The initial message. What is the initial message, Eugene? Because we might be, we might be not have the same message. That's what you said earlier. It's about family and getting together with people and being nice to one another and all of that sort of thing. And and then it's then January 1st comes around and then we're in the dark times until like... Ooh, I love those times. I'm a holiday miser. <laughs> At my job, it used to be before we merged with Annexter, that from January 1st until May 31st, or whatever Memorial Day was, there was no company holidays. Uh-huh. So they'd use a vacation. Mm-hmm. And that was the, oh, my friend my friend called the holiday desert. <laughs> and it broke so many people. It's like, oh, we had Christmas, we had Thanksgiving, we had the New Year's, we had this. That's when people get the seasonal depression real bad because that's the, that's the dark days of winter. Like it's... Let the butter flow. <laughs> Strengthen me with this. <laughs> <laughs> I just said let the butter flow. And I was like, hmm, butter. <laughs> Well, I went to I went to dinner with my friend on Wednesday, and it was just him and his two daughters and his two year old. 
and he had to go to the bathroom. He was like, I can trust you guys with this kid, right? I'm like, yeah. The second he left, his kid started crying. I went to the kid, I'm like, you're going to die alone. Nobody loves you. Get used to it, kid. <laughs> and his two daughters are mortified that I said, I'm like, what? He's two. He's not going to remember this shit. <laughs> yeah, he will. It's probably in the back of his head. He's going to go through therapy one day and like, end up trying to figure out exactly when his life went bad. And it was right there. Right there, you fucked up that kid's development. No, I did not. I told him the truth. Just like my dad told him the truth. Yeah. There's, there's telling the truth and there's a time to tell the truth. <laughs> And it's like the uh, the one priest that walked past the line of kids waiting to meet uh, meet Santa, and he said, "Santa's not real to them." It's like, I can wait to ruin it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, but like the whole other thing is a whole cookie cutter holiday thing. Like I saw this girl I follow on Instagram. She's in Minnesota. And she's a short girl. She's got like four or five kids, and she's always doing these like. Morning, fuckers. How's it going? Da 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 da. <laughs> well, she said, "You see this little shit ahead? Head? It's elf in the shell. This is bullshit. You know why? I go to bed at eight o'clock at night, and I gotta get up like nine, ten o'clock when the kids are asleep. Move this fucker around, put on some blaze, and make it all happy." <laughs> so she's like, "I know a person. They didn't have an elf in the shell, and their kid found that someone else had it. And they started crying because they didn't have one. Now he's gonna do this bullshit now too." <laughs> I'd just tell the kids, "No, it ain't happening." I, I didn't. I I didn't know about Elf on the Shelf until it had been going on for a couple of years. Thank God, because mm. they're just parts of my life that I just segment. <laughs> just it's it's they're not my it's not in my realm. It's not in my mm -hmm. world, so I don't need to deal with it. Elf on the Shelf, moving that damn thing around. But the point is, like, if I don't do this, my kids aren't gonna be happy. If I don't do this, I'm a bad parent. If I don't do this, I don't do that. It's like if I don't do this, I'm a bad spouse. I'm like. Stop it. Well, that's the new the new thing is the, the idea that your kids need to be happy. No, your kids need to be healthy and safe. They don't need to be happy. Happiness is fleeting. It comes and goes. Your kids need to know how to deal with when you're not happy. Uh -huh. That's the biggest problem. Is like I was talking, I went to a, a going away party for a coworker a month and a half ago. And he was, the guy was talking about how his kids are like 20 and 22 now. He's like, I screwed up. Bought them the iPad. Bought them this. Bought them that. And they're never happy. Mm -hmm. Like... He had an old, like, jag or something to give his kid, and, like, it might have stalled once or twice, and he's all upset. I'm like, dude, you're driving a jag. Yeah, that's... I used to carry around a gallon of water, a gallon of, um... No, a gallon of, a gallon of water, a quarter of, of, um, power steering fluid, some brake fluid, and regular motor oil, because <laughs> my car leaked. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a car for the longest time, so... It was just me and my feet. <laughs> and that is why you're healthier today. Yeah, pr probably. That's probably also why when I stopped uh, walking around so much and had a desk job that my hips went to shit. Okay. So um, yeah, I had some point I was going to say about the happiness that the kids have. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why you wind up with these people now that they think they're more capable than they are at certain stupid things like I saw. Comedian was getting heckled by somebody. He started talking back to the, the heckler. The heckler tried to run up on stage at him, and the guy just kicked the, the heckler right in the chest. And the heckler is this grown man laying on the ground, like crying, like because he got kicked in the chest. Like nobody ever hit him before. It's like, what the hell did you think was going to happen when you run up on this guy? Like, like he, he Spartan kicked him right. Yeah, he Spartan kicked the guy right in the chest, and the guy fell over. And it's like, people in the crowd, oh my god! It's like nobody was, oh my god, when the guy ran up there, like. And stupid entitled makes, people running makes, up on makes, people makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like seeing people get what they deserve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the end of the Joker movie, you get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I remember I went to the school district, and this Miss Mother parked in the police 
parking spot. Mm-hmm. And then when he gave her a ticket, he she ran at the police officer. There's a privilege going on there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't run after the cops. Nope. They don't like that. Uh, this is kind of a depressing podcast. How's it depressing? <laughs> Talking about the bad people. Yes, but there's there's people like that who are trying to be good. Yeah. There's a dog with a skirt on. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and there's a joke in there. Uh, sorry, we're distracted by people walking past the garage. Yes. But but when it all comes down to it, we're happy. We're safe. Everything's all good. Again, happiness is fleeting. It's mm-hmm. about finding more meaning than that, and that's kind of the tricky part: is finding meaning. And I've been uh, dealing with that a lot, trying to figure out a longer-term vision for my life and my goals and things like that. Besides just, oh, mine's simple. I love everybody. <laughs> outlive everyone yeah I mean there's I, I do want to hit triple digits I do want to hit 100 but there might be a point mm-hmm. in my 90s where I'm going to be like I'd rather be dead no if I cannot wipe my own ass and take care of myself mm-hmm. take me out <laughs> if I hear someone say it's old yellow time I'm like okay it's my time <laughs> it's old Miller. it's old yellow time <laughs> my one friend he said once that it's one of those things of, like, you have good times, you know, so you can appreciate the bad times. You have bad times to appreciate the good times. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever state you're in right now, you need to cherish it because you're going to have the opposite eventually. It's, it's, a, it's a cycle. Yeah. And are the bad times really that bad for most mm-hmm. of us? It's well, like that website I was reading last night, it talks about how, like, sometimes the best solution for a problem is time. Mm-hmm. Because you're not in it as much, and you can say, oh, this is 50% less than I thought it was. Yeah, and I mean, that's uh, all things will pass is the idea there. It's like, mm-hmm. and it, it will. I mean, whatever you're in, whatever situation, like, it'll, you'll die eventually, yeah. so it'll pass. It's Well, it's like a few months ago, like, I made a mistake. I, I want to transfer $100 to my e- uh, E-Trade at 1000 I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> it's okay. Can we move money someplace else in time paying so that you can pay your bills? Yes. Okay. We'll move that money right now. We'll call E-Trade and see how long it's going to take this money back. <laughs> and everything was fine. I took a nice step back. I made a plan. I executed. And I didn't die. And detach. And uh, it's think that, about the things that you can focus. Think about the things you can affect and work mm-hmm. on those. It's that five-minute thing. Are the next five minutes going to matter in five years? Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> the answer Maybe is no. Not. The answer is no. Don't freak out. Well, look, then then you can run into the existential crisis of what you're doing and why isn't it going to matter in five years and should be, do, no, no, be no, doing stop, something stop. That, that will matter in five no, years. Stop. Right there. <laughs> We're not going that far. Don't be breaking the system. It's working for me so far this year. We're going to keep going. I'm going to actually dig out that Jordan Peterson um, website where you have to write your hell and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you do the push-pull idea for your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of... Um, I've been going through the Tony Robbins program, which is kind of interesting because it's... That the body thing? Huh? That the body thing? The body it, thing? Is it, is it like Scientology? No, no, no. Do I, do I have to go clear and spend thousands of dollars? No, no. I mean, I can, I can send you like the the workbook journal for it but there's like the audio also but the audio is also on Spotify so I don't know who put it on Spotify but it's there. But, uh, yeah, going through that, it's kind of, it's like a 30-day program that he used to do Another as a retreat. 
It's, but this is this isn't physical. This is mental. This is like yeah. getting getting your head together. Every just August is always a thirty day program. I'm on. I'm getting sick of this crap. Well, this was a retreat where you went and you dealt with him all day, mm. and it was like he would help change people's lives because he's that's what he does. But it's kind of interesting because he, he starts getting you to take take immediate action on certain things, so you start building momentum to get going mm-hmm. to figure out what you actually want to do. And, not bad stuff. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try and try and maybe I'll maybe I'll pl- I plan to wrap that up before the end of January since it's only 30 days. I gotta get on the doing it every day path. Who am I kidding? I am now basically every month doing a new program. Uh-huh. Like, now how you snuck this in on me? I don't know. I think February is gonna be the month for just pull-ups. I'm gonna see if I can get up to a max number of pull-ups. So it's like pull-ups every day. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I had an idea. I don't know if we talked about this or not. So I, I got those those challenge coins for the thirty day garage thing. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, what if we, what if next year we do like we pick twelve programs for the year, and every time we complete one, I cut a coin, and we have a holder that has a place for those twelve coins. <laughs> like the collect the states mm-hmm. coins. That'd be cool. And then 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 we package that up and then we sell it to. People on Etsy or something, you can say, that can "Hey, work. Yeah, here, here's 12 programs for the year. You complete these, you, you, you have these nice coins, and it's collectible." And we're back. We had a weird audio glitch there for the first time. I don't remember what we were talking about. You're talking about real estate. Oh, did I actually? Am I still on the recording with the real estate part? No. Actually, you're going to start with the real estate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw the TikTok with a uh, guy talking about buying. How he likes to use he likes to buy storage units. The the building's not the instead of rental properties. It's because then he can have multiple streams of income. Because he can take that storage unit and he can put his vending machines in there, which is another stream of income. He can create some sort of podcasting studio out of one of the units so that he could lease that out for people to use. Um, just all these other linen centering. You can do a U-Haul. U-Haul have their trucks there and have an office there so that you can get commission off a of U-Haul. So it becomes this revenue generating machine, basically. Pretty cool idea. Yeah, so there's so many ideas. The guy I was talking to in Brazil actually was looking to passive income because he's like, I gotta figure out something out because like, he makes okay money, but like, you know, it's nice to have a little bit more money, especially in this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, like my friend from Germany, he talks about, <laughs> He's jealous of people in America because we can just start up all these businesses really easily, but there's all these laws and regulations for everyone else in the world, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a pain. And uh, things we take for granted. Yes. Everything. The grass is always greener somewhere else, I guess. Until you gotta cut it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. That's one good thing I'm glad about fall and winter. So I don't have to mow the little grass, but I do gotta deal with leaves, and then I gotta deal with snow. And, uh, Complaining about nothing. Yep. At least you got a place to toss down and break the leaves. Yeah. I think we're in the podcast. Yeah, I think that'll do it. That's over 30 minutes, right? Yep. So. Yeah, we're at 37 now. Yeah. Black Friday special. Yep. Ooh-y. The podcast was almost 50% off. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, next time, I don't know what we'll be talking about, but we'll be in December. Yep. Ooh. I think we got two more episodes to the year. Yep. Hmm.
I guess we gotta do a holiday special now. Yeah, but eggnog, we'll have eggnog. You like eggnog? Yeah, we were just talking about that last night. That's right. My friend doesn't believe that I liked eggnog and bought me some eggnog to drink. And when I drank it, he was just in shock. <laughs> the first time I had eggnog in years was the day you were working on my computer for me at your place and you were, at, you were drinking eggnog and I said, I'll take some of that. <laughs> a little eggnog, a little rum, we were good to go. Yep. Fun. Many years ago. Yes. We will have to, we'll definitely do a holiday special. Yeah, we may, uh, these may get a little shorter because we'll be in the cold garage. It's in we should do a 12 days of something or other. 12 days of, uh, 12, gay, 12 days of Goggins. No. <laughs> he gets, he gets one day if that. <laughs> what, you don't want to do for the four by four for 48? Nope. Four miles every four hours for 48 hours? And nope. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. I can do that on a bike. That'd be all right. On a bike, maybe. Walking would just take too long to walk four hours. That'd be like an hour and a half. You know he wants to run the whole thing. Oh yeah, he said he say he's running it, but you know mm-hmm. he, when you can do fucking six minute miles, it's over in no time. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I can do a four minute mile, maybe five minute mile on the bike. So yeah, it's just gonna be it's just not gonna be bike weather. Nope. Uh, but next year we will be doing a century. Yeah. There's a, oh, excuse me, there's a thing that we were talking about on the Iron Council about, um, it's, it's a, there's a Japanese term for it, but the Japanese term is basically about the going and standing under the cold waterfall. It's like doing, it's doing a physical challenge where the the odds of you failing it are like 50% or more. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're supposed to, they want you to pick one for next year that you're going to do that, like, you might fail. It's, it's, it's intimidating. It's supposed to be like a... Kobayashi Maru. Um, no, <laughs> it's it's supposed to be like a uh, like a spiritual thing. Like because you might fail, it you're, you're actually like putting yourself out there and really testing yourself. It's kind of an interesting concept because I don't know what I could pick that would be something I'm more likely to fail at. Swimming across the um, the Allegheny. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about swimming across one of the rivers because I'm not that strong of a swimmer. Huh. But I would definitely want to beef up for it. But it's also supposed to be something that, like, you can't really prepare for too much. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. <laughs> I mean, I've been pushing myself a lot this year. So, yeah, I think we should do a 12 days of Christmas. All right. Self-help style. Self-help style. What can we do for 12 days, though? You pick six days. Six days, I'll pick six days. Hmm. On the first day of Christmas, I drank a gallon of water. <laughs> oh, that's too easy. That's way too easy. When oh, once you get to day 12. Yeah. That's still too easy. If it's, I mean, there's 75 hard. we got to do something better than that. No, I'm only saying, day like, days. day 12 might be, like, 12 uh, Ryan Himmonston <laughs> workouts. <laughs> yeah, workout for 12 hours straight. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and yeah. happy Thanksgiving, and we'll be back in two weeks, maybe a week. Who knows? Yep. Unless something, unless something uh, We'll do two weeks unless something happens that we yep. feel like talking about. I'm just uh, just bringing the podcast equipment, see if we feel like doing something, we'll do something. Yeah, yeah no problem, then. All right. Wait, next next episode's going to be the 25th episode, so we got to... So, that's a banner one. That's a... Well, that's going to be all on you. Man. Hmm. 
I need the podcast bourbon. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good weekend and stay safe. Stay safe. That wraps up another episode of The Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit TheMentionTheMachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557.